Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I have a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm doing this thing now where I try to like give you a rundown of the show, and hopefully it keeps me on topic throughout the day. Honestly, the podcasts are a little bit better when I'm not on topic, if we're being completely honest. And I just want to say, yesterday it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun taking Twitter questions, most of them not related to sports. I did my best to keep as many sports things involved at any given time as I could, but sometimes that's just not realistic, and I feel like we spent that bonus pod the best way we possibly could have. Um, If you guys want to keep asking questions, well, first of all, half of you are already like members anyway, and you have the right to comment on these podcasts and have your comment read on the next day's podcast. And if it's a question, have me answer that. And I really enjoy that because as much as I have like a lot of things on my mind, I feel like I need to get out. I also really like when you guys get to point me in the direction you think is most interesting, whether that's talking about quarterbacks, whether that's talking about basketball or volleyball or whatever, something not even sports-related, a lot of fun. Definitely become a member to DMDR if you haven't yet because we can just keep building this community, and that's what my job is. That's what I get paid to do is turn us all into friends. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you do want to become a member, first of all, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you. And uh, you get a free shirt. You get to pick like the SCO shirt, the 6236 shirt, uh, the Phil Lindsay shirts, the shirts that are designed by Phil Lindsay, one of our partners. I I wish I got to do ads for Phil Lindsay, like ad reads. Like, not that I don't like the partners that I do have ad reads for. Phil Lindsay's technically a partner, and I would love to just like get to hype him up as a person. I wonder if he'll pay me to do that. Um, point is he partners with us. He designs shirts. Um, well actually we design the shirts and he says no. And then we design another. He's like, eh. And then eventually it gets narrowed down. Point is we have some awesome Phil Lindsay gear too. kit sizes as well. Kit sizes. You can get a Christmas present out of the way right now for your, uh, niece or nephew or child. If you're an actual adult, congrats on that, by the way. Um, so yeah, just just do it. We appreciate it. Use the code Hank, and then people at my job, like my bosses, Ryan and and Brandon, and I don't really know who else is technically my boss. Maybe I don't really know. I don't know. Um, they'll think that I'm good at my job, 
and I really appreciate when they think that. So definitely do that because we can just keep having fun talking about what you guys want to talk about. And if you are, like I said, just keep dropping the comments. Love that. Keep building the community. Let's all uh, become friends. Okay, um, that took too long. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about a few things, and I'm really excited to talk about all of them. First, the uh, football game against Washington tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on the uh, Pac-12 network. No, ESPN. ESPN. It's a real game. People care. People care about the buffs, and that means that if people who have no reason to be interested in that game are going to be watching on national TV, there is no reason that you can't get to Boulder for senior day. We'll see how full that stadium is. One of the big storylines, and we're going to talk about a couple of the others, we'll see what that actually looks like. Um, once we get through a preview of that game, now that I've finally had a chance to sit down and watch a couple of Washington Huskies games, meh, it's a, it's a six. It's a six in terms of mascots. Five, maybe. Um, after that, I want to talk about the uh, basketball team because I was up in Boulder this morning, had a blast, Maybe not getting to Boulder, but talking to McKinley Wright, who I actually have an interview from, and I'll be playing that audio for you guys. You guys get to listen to the part of my job where I have to like act like a reporter, so that's always fun. Um, we talked about a bunch of things. We talked about shoes. We talked about uh, three-point shooting. We talked about basketball games. <laughs> you know, We talked about all sorts of different things, and it was a good time. Also talked to Tyler Bay, so we're going to get into some of that stuff sort of stuff as well um and then of course the questions including my new favorite question that we have ever gotten and i'm really excited about it and here's what happened so we got a couple of comments as well on the post um because you guys can just do that whenever and we can talk about whatever whenever like if you guys want we could get like two segments every day that's just okay whatever we do have a couple of questions today um as well as a couple of leftover questions from yesterday. I, I, I said that you had like an hour to get the questions in. And uh, if you guys haven't, I've referenced yesterday's podcast quite a bit. Um, if you guys haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, first of all, do that because uh, that's how we convince advertisers and partners to advertise and partner with us. Um, we appreciate every single listen. Listen multiple times if you want. Um, but yeah, basically what happened is we were supposed to do draft pod. Turns out that... Andre was busy with a bunch of things, and AJ turned out to be in Minnesota, just out of the blue. Love that. Um, and so we decided no draft pod. Instead, I just made a bonus pod. It was all listener questions, all Twitter questions. And so I threw up a tweet an hour before I taped it and said, hey, leave your questions in the replies, and I will get to them on the show. It was a lot of fun, by the way. And uh, a couple, though, trickled in after we or I had finished taping the show which meant that I couldn't answer them because I was past that part of the process. Um, very good questions, though. Very good questions. One in particular I just love, and I think you guys are going to be so excited about, legitimately, my uh, favorite question I think that we've ever gotten. It's a, it's a tough bar. You know, there's, you guys have come through. You guys have come through with a lot of good ones over the last few months. Um, yeah, I think that that pretty much sums up what we're doing today, and it took up a little bit too long. Um, really got to shorten up these things. Before we actually talk sports, I would like to tell you more about Drift Car Sharing, the uh, the, the presenting sponsor of this podcast, um, a group that we are very appreciative of. Um, and I should honestly be more appreciative because... Appreciative, 
appreciative of because um oh boy am i lost after not being able to say that word um because they should be saving me a lot of money that's what it is and actually giving me money um as I've said before, I'm kind of a mess during the season. There's so many things that are going on. I just don't have time. Yesterday was supposed to be like the day that I was going to clean out my room and make it look nice, and that didn't happen. I've been meaning to clean out my car so I can drop it off and use Drift Car Sharing because it's an incredible service. Instead of paying for parking at the airport, you just drop your car off at their lot, and they rent it out, and they clean it, and you make money instead of paying money, and it really couldn't be any better. Even if they can't rent it out, you still get to park for free instead of paying hundred dollars a day or whatever those rascals charge and uh it's a it's a great deal it's just a great deal you gotta check it out your car's insured go to drivedrift.com for more info um there's really just no reason not to do it i'm going to have to, i i seriously need to start doing that next week's gonna be crazy wednesday i have media availability football media availability in the morning and then i'm driving straight to the airport i'm flying back to montana i'm going to spend Thanksgiving with my grandparents and family in Montana. And then on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm flying to Utah. And then Saturday is the day that Colorado is playing Utah in football. So I'll cover that game on Saturday. Then on Sunday, I'll fly back to Denver. So many things going on. I can't afford to be wasting money on parking. Like it's 2015. Ugh. Um, okay. So, football is what's up next uh like i said finally got a chance to watch a couple of these washington games and here's the biggest thing here's the takeaway uh, before we get before we get into the biggest thing we should set the stage like i said they play eight o'clock saturday night espn Folsom field uh washington's a 14 and a half point favorite if you care about that kind of stuff um, to, to spoil my thoughts, I would say bet on Washington to win, bet on CU to cover. Um, that's kind of the outside perspective, though. Even in Boulder, more than two touchdowns are given to CU. It's rough. It's rough, and I think kind of wrong. Uh, the biggest thing, though, like I was saying, that you need to know about this Washington football team is that they are very similar to Colorado in one huge, huge way. And that's that you really just don't know what you're going to get from them. Um, you don't know whether they're going to be like real Washington or if they're going to look like some FCS school. Kind of like Colorado consistently does where you see them play against Stanford and you're like, wow, this is one of the best teams in the Pac-12. You see them play against USC. You're like, they're playing a very talented football team and they look just as good. They look like a team that could be contending for the Pac-12 South. Like that game against Utah could be deciding the Pac-12 South. But then all of a sudden you see a game like Oregon you know good football team you see a game like washington state yeah there's really not much of an excuse to that um i guess it was cold so whatever but washington does the same thing you you look through their results and you see the highs and you see a whole whole lot of lows they competed with utah seventh ranked team in the country utah um only lost 33 28 that's a pretty good result against a good football team the week before they competed with Oregon. 35-31 they lost. Number six, Oregon. They looked good. But then at the same time, they lost to Stanford. The not not a good football team. Um, beat USC when you're looking back. They also lost to Cal. They aren't the power. They have more mistakes, more flaws on their record 
than they typically do. Typically, this is a very consistent football team under Chris Peterson. You just don't know what you're going to get. And that is really the biggest thing to know about this team going into this game tomorrow is that they could just be bad. That possibility is on the table in a way that it really hasn't been on the table for the Buffs this season, having an opponent just not show up to the game. Wouldn't that be a twist? Wouldn't that be nice to see after the way that Colorado has kind of done the exact same thing? Moving on, though, into the more particular details, uh, I just actually finished watching the uh, Oregon State game from last week. Washington went to Oregon State. Washington won 19-7. Again, pretty close. Not their best performance by any means. Um, 12-point win, you're always going to take that. But at the same time, Oregon State isn't a very good football team. They're winning games. They aren't like just a dumpster fire anymore, but they still aren't a team that you should only be putting up 19 points on if you're a program like Washington. Um, to be fair, Washington did miss a couple field goals. Uh, actually, the first two field goals they've missed this season. So it could have been you make those 25-7, and that makes it sound quite a bit better. Um, they missed them, though. They made those mistakes. And this is a football team that can be kind of prone to mistakes um so you know it's information to have maybe the kicker's going cold i'm not really sure storyline to keep an eye on though for sure heading into their game at Folsom field tomorrow night um enough about the special teams though who cares about that uh defense let's talk about this washington defense only gave up seven points but here's the thing that was actually on a pick six So the Washington defense actually didn't give up any points. They're very good. They're very good. Um, They don't give up as many big plays. They just do their jobs. It's it's the same thing that Mel Tucker's been talking about. There aren't a lot of guys who have big names who you're really excited about. You know, that front four is really good. They can generate a pass rush. They don't, ha- they don't have a Chase Young, though. It's just that they're so consistent. And when you have, you know, a pass rush, just a good pass rush, it means you don't have to blitz that much. You don't have to overexpose yourself. You don't have to leave holes in the defense. It just makes everything so much easier, and that's what they do. Make things easy for themselves, and then... Do their simple jobs. Um, One matchup when Washington's defense is on the field, when Colorado's offense is on the field, that I'm really going to be keyed in on is LaVisca Chenault versus Miles Bryant, the cornerback who's kind of turned into a bit more of like a safety this year. Um, More hybrid positions all over football, and I really like that. But, you know, if you guys listen to the Draft Podcast, which I hope you do, it's a really fun podcast, and it gets you... It just gives you good, deep knowledge around college football. That sounds like a fl- It's mostly Andre that does that. I just throw in jokes and keep him on topic. Um, and I suck at keeping him on topic, to be honest. But uh, Miles Bryant is a guy who I've talked up a lot. He's a guy who I've been impressed with. I think that he's probably the best player on this uh, Husky defense. Uh, again, he's probably going up against LaVisca Chenault. And I actually had a chance to talk to Miles this summer at Pac-12 Media Day back in July, uh, my first week on the job. And we talked about a bunch of different things, but mostly I wanted to talk about what it's like going up against LaVisca Chenault. And he said that he gets up for games like this. You know, it's exciting to go against the best of the best. It's a chance to really prove yourself Um and, and he did say, like, you know, that's LaVisca Chenault is something that I circle on the schedule because this is one of the best cornerbacks in the Pac-12, defensive backs, going up against 
the best receiver in the Pac-12. Now, LaVisca isn't at full strength. Uh, he did say that earlier in the week. As, as much as the bye week did help him, he's still a ways off from being 100%. A few weeks ago, he was saying he was 99%, and he was so happy. He was excited to be so close to being back to himself. But he took a step back over the last couple of weeks. We'll see how he actually factors in with the game. At this point in the season, it's really not worth saving him. I don't think you really need to rest him going into Utah. It's just not worth it. Get what you can out of him. Get what you can out of him again next week against Utah, and then let him go to the draft. You know, we're kind of just hitting that point. A few weeks ago, I would have loved to have seen him just take a couple games off, get back to 100% before he came back on the field. We're just past that point. Um, that's the matchup to watch in my book. Um, can LaVisca Chenault come up with some big plays? Because that's really the key against this very... You know, people like to talk about the pro-style offense that they run, but it's really just a pro-style football team. They just play good, sound football. They aren't flashy. They aren't doing a bunch of crazy stuff. If you can pull a couple big plays out of it, if you can force them to not just go with this run-the-ball-on-offense, defend-well strategy that works really well for them, you you can do some things. You, you you can force them out of their rhythm. You can force them to play from behind, which is not what they're good at. That's not what that team is built to do. Um, so that's really why you need a guy like LaVisca Chenault to really step up. Um, looking at this Washington offense, I don't even know where to start. Like I said, they want to run the ball. They, they have that Ahmed kid who uh, is coming off his best game of the season, best game of his career. Um He's tough to stop. He's he's a good running back. He's a pro-style running back is what he is. You know, he's pretty well-rounded, and he gets better as the game goes along. They just want to be able to feed him the rock to run out the clock in the fourth quarter. That's what everything is built off of. They just work backwards from there trying to put themselves into that situation. Um, Again, though, the Scarlet kid from uh, Stanford, who the Buffs played the week before the bye week, he didn't do much. They were able to keep him quiet. I like this Buffs run defense for a bunch of the reasons we've talked about. You know, you have two tackling inside linebackers. Not a good formula to win in college football, but uh, against a couple teams, it really does give you an advantage. You need them to keep playing well, though. You need them to keep playing well, stop the running game, and then try to figure something out with the passing game. Again, it's just that if the... Buffs play well, they'll be in good shape. They'll give themselves a chance. If the young cornerbacks, who should be getting a lot of reps, look like young cornerbacks for the first time, really, in a few weeks, then it could get into trouble. You can't afford to give up big plays. You can't afford to make things easy on this offense that's like a grinded-out offense. Uh, Looking at the quarterback, Jacob Eason, he actually played under Mel Tucker at Georgia. Before Eason transferred to Washington, uh, he was a freshman at Georgia when Mel Tucker was the defensive coordinator there. So there is some history, and I really think that that history helps Mel out a lot more than it would help out uh, Eason. I think that Mel having seen the quarterback, uh, being a, a guy who really gets football, will have some ideas about who he is as a football player. Whereas Eason may not have been great at reading that defense as a freshman. Also, you know, the defense is on tape. When you know a kid like Eason, you know what his strengths and his weaknesses are, not just physically, but mentally. 
And it'll be interesting to see what Mel tries to do to catch him, you know, trip him up a little bit. I think that there will be some disguise coverages, that kind of stuff that could come into play. Um, That'll be interesting to watch whether Eason just looks confused out there because Mel is able to throw some strange stuff at him based on their history. We'll see. Um, The matchup on offense, though, the matchup that I'm most excited to see, um, it's another Bryant. It's not Miles Bryant, though. He's just a defensive player. He doesn't go both ways. But... Uh, Hunter Bryant, the tight end, for my money, is one of the top two best. I'd say one of the two best. I like that Breeling guy from Oregon who missed most of that game against the Buffs. Um, Bryant, though, he's a player. Again, in this Oregon State game, he was just everywhere. He, he caught passes. He put up the numbers. I think he five catches, 90 yards. Um, he also had like a 40-yard touchdown that was called back because of a holding, and so he only got credit for 20 of the yards, so he could have had those. He had a drop on a third down that he should have caught, and he should have picked up the first down. Uh, He had a couple jump balls that he went up for and brought down, but then lost as he was hitting the ground. He he easily could have had a 200-yard day. He's really really good. Um, Again, he did make those mistakes, and Washington is a team that's prone to mistakes. And if he doesn't make those mistakes, who knows? Maybe Washington wins this game 30-7 to instead of 19-7. to Those little things can add up. Um, on the season, he's averaging, let's see, 647 total yards this season while he's had 10 games. So 65 yards a game. There you go. Some math real quick. And only about four catches. He's really good, though. He's coming on late. He had 105 yards on six catches with two touchdowns against Utah the week before. A very good defense. Uh, it's going to be f- fun to watch him play and also interesting to see how Colorado tries to stop him. You know, tight ends like to work the middle of the field. The Buffs don't really like to defend the middle of the field. I mean, if, if, if I'm Mel Tucker, I'm putting Davion Taylor on... Uh, Hunter Bryant and just having him follow him all day that's just what Davion Taylor's job is he's right he might be their best offensive weapon uh, I think so Davion a guy who's struggled in coverage up until the last few weeks I think he's really picked it up Um, he's going to the senior bowl he said that that's like reinvigorating him he's been working with the defensive backs I think that this could kind of be a coming out sort of game for Davion Taylor. I think that this could be one of those games where his draft stock could shift by a full round, a round and a half even, in one direction or the other, because this probably is the best tight end that he's going to line up against this season. And if he really does get this opportunity to just lock him up all game, that's going to look so good, because he's going up against, I mean, I think Hunter Bryant is an NFL caliber tight end. Um... If Davion can stop him, I think he can stop a lot of the NFL, and maybe not a lot of the NFL guys, but some of the NFL guys for sure. Um, A lot of reason to have some hype there. I think that that is probably the best matchup in the game, but again, that's assuming that's how Mel actually does decide to defend Hunter Bryant, the tight end, wearing number one, by the way, so you can see him out there. Um, Not a fan of guys who wear the number one, except for Michael Porter Jr., but also at the same time, Michael Porter Jr. 
definitely embodies the reason why I typically don't like guys who would pick the number one. Um, and we can just stop that conversation there. Uh, so yeah, I think those are kind of my biggest thoughts on this football game. I'm excited. Hopefully you guys come out to the tailgate tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to be set up still. Again, just look at Twitter. We'll tweet it. Um, five, maybe four, who knows? Uh, but there'll be free food from Blake street tavern, a bunch of alcohol. I explained the Flabongo yesterday. Love that. It's going to be a good time. It's right next to like the like the buff buff walk. It's definitely a buff walk. All these little traditions are very similar from school to school and the names are very similar and that almost makes them tougher to remember. So yeah, but that's that's hopefully your game day plan. Coming and hanging out with us. Uh we'll have some DMVR bus people up there, of course. And uh yeah. Then the game at eight. And I think that Colorado can really make a run here and hopefully hopefully the stadium fills up you know this is a crazy opportunity if if it they actually can fill this stadium and have what would that be uh like the 100 percent attendance on the season and still be losing a lot of football games that would be very impressive it would be pretty cool hopefully you guys are interested enough in senior day and all that stuff to get out there uh, yeah. Um, before we move on, I do want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, we had a blast last night at the Blake Street Tavern for the DNVR Nuggets live show when Eric and Adam and Harrison and Brendan were talking Nuggets. They're like hosting games. They dressed one volunteer from the audience up in a doctor costume and, uh, you know, asked him like questions, asked him to diagnose the different problems, like whether they need to have like a Malik Beasley appendicitis, something like that. I don't really understand all the medical terms, but they sure were funny. It was a good time. There was a whole bunch of people out there. There were at least like 50 people. I think there were like 50 who RSVP'd and more who just showed up. Like I don't RSVP to things. That's not me, but uh, it was really cool. And it wouldn't have been nearly as cool if everybody wasn't drinking Breckenridge beers. I personally was drinking a lot of the Christmas ale. Very good beer. I think I actually like it better than the Holiday Ale. Um, had a couple of those. That's enough for me. And they're just so good. They're just so good. Um, a lot of people drinking a lot of Breckenridge beers. You guys should too. If you want to try their beers, then you should go to the Beer Locator on the Breckenridge website and it will tell you where you can go to get every single one of their beers and they really are just everywhere 36 states the Christmas ale is all over I was surprised how many different places have Breckenridge's Christmas ale just just do it just do it it's it's really good stuff um that's gonna do it for Breckenridge Brewery but I do also want to tell you about Total Beverage a great great partner of ours um, in part because they give us Breckenridge beers for cheap, not just with their standard prices, which are already some of the very lowest in the Denver metro area, but because if you use the code DNVR2019, uh, you can get 30% off your order, which is obviously a great deal. It has to be an order of $75 or more, which is quite a bit, but if you spend $50 or more, which is about what, like, it would come out to if you spent $75 to get the discount, then you actually get free delivery. So 
double whammy, free delivery anywhere in the Denver metro area, plus 30% off. Why not? Why not? There's just no reason. Great selection, great prices already. Get the discount. Or just go in there. You know, Thornton, Westminster, a couple locations. Great people. Okay, time to talk a little bit about basketball now. And uh, I think that we should probably start with uh, Tyler Bay. Just a couple quick notes from my conversation with Tyler Bay. Talked about about or talked about the the new three point game that he's developed. So he was working on a bunch this summer. He was working with a couple guys on the team. They, were, they worked out in Denver, actually. I'm not really sure where. He wasn't really sure where. Um, obviously in Boulder as well. He was in Colorado all summer, and he's excited. He said they felt like that was a part that he needed to add to his game. Like. You're just a basketball player in 2019. It's something you have to be able to do. So he has started to do it. He said that the biggest change that he made was using his legs more, getting his lower body more involved in the shooting stroke, and he thinks it's paying off. He's excited with the results so far. He said he wasn't too worried after the 0 for 4 showing in the first game of the season because uh, he he knew that he could uh, – be better and that he would be better you know there's a confidence there that sometimes when you're working on something new you just don't have especially with a three-point shot it would have been i don't know if 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 he had lost confidence in himself after that game i would have been worried that he didn't actually have the shot but he is just so sure that he does that i think that this could be something worth building off of for the buffs this season um also talked to tad boyle of course and he said a couple of different things that were interesting. He talked quite a bit about the rotation, which I found fascinating. Just the way that he thinks about navigating a long season. When do they start? They start in October. Yeah, I think they did. They did start. Was that late October, early November? Doesn't matter. It must have been early November. But then hopefully running into April if all goes well. That's a long time. And he said that that's part of the reason he's running with a 10-man rotation. Um, he expects to kind of whittle it down as the season unfolds, but at this point, it's just about keeping his guys fresh as long as he can. If he can keep them all the way through non-conference, just not worn down for the things that really matter, then he will feel like that's a success, and it's just going to be the slow transition, because before you get into the conference tournament, when you're probably playing, what, eight guys? You you want to get your guys some reps playing those minutes. They want you want them to be used to it. You don't want them to be gassed because they aren't used to playing that long when you actually get to that point in the season. So it's just going to be a slow process. Um, you know, cutting the minutes down for the guys at the back end of the rotation, giving those to the guys at the top of the rotation, just slowly and slowly, and you know, eventually probably cutting a guy or two out of the rotation. Um, I asked him if he's thought about experimenting with rotation whether he wants to see what it looks like if he throws in you know like whoever those 11th 12th guy is now switch him with the 9th and 10th see if you get something he said no he said that he sees enough in practice that he's confident that he can identify the 10 and just roll with those 10 but throughout the course of the season there will be opportunities that naturally are just arise uh whether it's you know knock on wood injuries or whether it's just that, you know, they, they look good in garbage time. And so you think, oh, maybe, maybe it's worth giving a run. Uh, not something that he's really 
thinking about now, though, it is going to be these 10 guys going through. Although he did say he was very clear that he does have confidence with more than just the 10 on the roster. Like He'd be comfortable having those guys on the court. It's just that right now he thinks it's pretty clear that he's found the combination that will result in the most wins, and that's what is obviously most important here. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much everything. I'm going to jump into this audio now from my interview with McKinley Wright and let you guys listen to that. Uh, one note first, because it comes up early on, how do you not lead off with a question about the man's SpongeBob shoes? But uh, he showed up in these uh, Nike, I don't know what kind of shoes. I'm not a big sneaker guy. Uh, would love to be one. I think that those people are pretty cool because they probably have money and that's like the coolest thing a person can be is rich. And uh, the point though, he had these Nike basketball shoes. They're like pineapple on the outside, like just pineapple. And then uh, the tongue and the laces were like green and like the laces were kind of like floppy, you know? So it kind of looked like it was the, the, is that a stem? I don't know what you call that. Just the leaves. Huh, I I do not know what you call the top part of a pineapple. I think it's what you hold it by. You probably put your hand on the bottom, maybe. I don't know. I don't hold pineapples that often. What do you call the top of a pineapple? What do you call the green part? Huh. I guess, I don't know. Just one of the great mysteries, I guess. Uh, yeah. I honestly, we can move on. We can move on. I'm going to have to Google this later. But uh, yeah, they were SpongeBob shoes. They had like the blue swoosh, like kind of like the sky in SpongeBob. If you guys are big SpongeBob people, I'm sure you are. Everybody is. Um, it's like that color. Very well done. Um, needed that context though. And here is what happened when I talked to McKinley this morning. First, what's up with the shoes? This? Yeah. SpongeBob's man, um, we all got them this year. The whole team got them, so uh, pretty cool deal. Do you know whose idea it was? Uh, I think it was our equipment manager. We, I didn't, have, I didn't, I didn't know we were getting them. Um, they just showed up on our locker one day, so I don't think nobody really knew besides our equipment manager. Okay, it's a little surprise for us. Are you guys like big SpongeBob fans? Oh, yeah. Any of you? It's the, yeah, it's the best cartoon ever. Um, yeah, we all, we all love SpongeBob. You got to. Yeah, no, I like them. Um, also, I, I saw you at the Rockets-Nuggets game. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, up top. I didn't yeah. get your type of seats, yeah. so I didn't have a chance to say anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, why, how often do you get down to Nuggets games? Uh, whenever I can. Um, okay. No, it's fun. I know Monte Morris. Um, okay. He's like a big brother to me. Um, kind of like a mentor. So um, whenever I got time and I'm feeling able to make, I'm feeling like I can make that 45-minute drive or whatever, I'll go down. Okay. Uh, it's fun to see them play. They're, they're a great team. Yeah. Why, why was the Rockets game one you wanted to get to? Um, it, uh, I don't think it's a, like a particular game I want to get to. Okay. Um, it was pretty cool to see Harden, though. Uh, Harden, Westbrook, um, all those guys. Clint Capella. See those guys. So against the Nuggets, you know, two top teams in the West. Um, they're two good teams who got a chance to make, come out the West. So um, just seeing them be able to battle this early in the season is pretty cool. Yeah, and, you know, is, is there anything that you really take away when you get to watch those guys? Like, when you go, do you go as, like, a fan watching basketball, or are you trying to, like, take stuff in? Um, I go more as a as, I go more as a fan. I okay. try to keep myself from trying to watch everything so small because I uh -huh. do that every day. Um, 
I, but I, I do see stuff that they do, how hard they go, um, the pace that they go in their offense, how hard they guard on defense. So um, I see all that stuff, but okay. I go more as a fan. Well, what was the play of the game in your book? Uh, that game? Yeah, uh, the yeah. Nuggets game? Yeah. Um, Tory Craig still, 360. Mm, yeah, yeah um, I think it's got to be. I think that was a momentum changer. Like the Wancho put back to yeah. one hand. Yeah, right after that, right after Tory Craig still, uh, yep. Monte Morris got a wide open, fast break layup. So, okay. Um, that was big. That was a big game changer. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the team's performance this year, it does look like you guys kind of took a step forward mm-hmm. in a couple areas, specifically the three-point shooting. Yeah. Have, have you felt that on the court, the teams are – Forcing themselves to respect the three-pointer just a little bit more. It's opening things up? or um, They're going to have to eventually if they don't already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our guys spent tons of hours in the gym this summer uh, just repping, repping a shout-out. You know, we were at the bottom of the, the, the conference last year and three-point field goal percentage, and that's something Coach really stressed. Um, so we all took it upon ourselves and got in the gym and got better out there. Yeah. What, what's it mean for this team to have Tyler in particular being able to stretch defenses? Yeah, that's huge for us. Um, you got a guy like Tyler who can shoot the ball, um, finish at the rim, shoot the mid-range, and shoots 80-plus percent from the free throw line. You know, it's, it's hard to guard him individually. And then when you got that out there, with guys like myself, Deshaun, Ev, Shane, Maddox, whoever, whoever's on the court, Everybody. you got Daylon. It just opens everything up. So uh, he's a big part of our offense. You know, the, the turnover numbers dropped in this last game. You see Irvine after yeah. being, like, up there the yeah. first couple. Yeah. What was the difference? Uh, just being more confident, making the right pass instead of trying to force things. Okay. Um, make, just making easy plays and trusting our guys to score the ball. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So that was McKinley Wright. Some interesting stuff there. Um, I, I didn't really know what, what to do when I saw him at the Nuggets game. He was there with Lucas Seward. Um, cause like I was up in the club level and so I was like up on top of him, not on top of him, on top of him, but like, like he was down below. He was like a few rows up from the court. He had an awesome spot and I was like overlooking him and I almost like took a picture and like tweeted about it, like tweeted some dumb joke and I was like, eh, that'd kind of just be strange and creepy to do in that situation and so I didn't get a chance I, w- I was thinking like oh if we were just in the same section I'd run over and we could do like a quick video at halftime like me just talking to them joking with them about the first half um, would have been really fun content didn't work out I'm going to start getting better tickets to Nuggets games so that uh, I can find him and make him talk to me uh, yeah good stuff uh, love the shoes love the game he's he's it's pretty chill, laid back. Uh, you guys heard it. I don't need to tell you what he was like. You guys heard it. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, great time out at Nuggets practice, or not Nuggets practice, Buffs practice today. Might, might head to the Nuggets game tonight. They play the Celtics. We tried. Uh, RK wants to go too, but also tickets are really expensive, and I just went a couple days ago, and I'm going to watch more sports tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. It's already been a pretty big day. Oh, I just realized I've never mentioned this before. Uh, today is mayonnaise day. Uh, it's a big thing for me that I celebrate. Um, wow, I haven't gotten to explain this. Well, basically, the way it works is mayonnaise lasts a really long time, and it's also really cheap. It's it's like cheap enough that they don't really care how much they give you. 
like uh, you can get like a 16 ounce jar or like the 64 ounce jar and the 64 ounce jar won't cost like four times as much like it probably should. Instead, it'll cost like 30 cents more. And sometimes it's on sale and it's actually cheaper. And so I always get like this really big jar of mayonnaise and I can never finish it, like never, ever finish it. And like it lasts, like I said, like six months, uh, about six months ago is when I moved to Denver and bought my first jar of mayonnaise here. But then when it runs out, you have to buy a new jar and replace it, even though there's still some left. And what I like to do is when I have to buy a new jar of mayonnaise, also buy like a whole bunch of different sandwich supplies. Like, uh, I got today I got some like pepperoni, I got some salami. Oh, I'm just thinking about the next sandwich. I'm so excited. Um, like the provolone cheese. I got like different sorts of cheeses too. I got different sorts of meats. And then for like a few days, I just eat so many sandwiches. And it's like this thing that I do to kind of celebrate. Um, and so that is the big thing for me today. Uh, I'm really excited, honestly, because I'm just going to eat like five sandwiches a day for the next few days. And there is nothing better. Like all these different combinations is, I can't even talk, uh, of like meat and cheese, and I only eat like the wheat bread because it's healthy and I need nutrients or whatever, but yeah, uh, so much fun, so much fun. If you guys don't celebrate Mayonnaise Day, I definitely suggest that you do. It's such a good thing. You have to you have to like set the alert on your phone because I never think to like check the mayonnaise once you're like six months into a jar. Uh, so yeah, big day. Uh, back to sports. Actually, before we get back to sports and how we're going to get back to sports is by talking about uh, your questions because we had a couple questions that came in after the buzzer on the tweet yesterday. We have a couple questions on the post for the day's podcast for people who like have the right to just always do that. But uh, before we jump into all of those, I want to tell you about a new partner and... I'm really excited to do that. I've actually never uh, talked about this partner before, so we're just going to feel this out, see where it goes. This place is called Gold Boys. I'm just going to read this. So, so it, what it says is, if you guys haven't heard of Gold Boys Wholesale and Distribution yet, you're in for a treat. I like where this is going. Uh, Gold Boys Wholesale and Distribution is all about innovative top quality products from their own clothing line to brands such as Cookies and Supreme. Interesting. Okay, I still don't know where this is going. They have delicious CBD drinks, lip balms. I've heard about the lip balms. I've heard about the lip balms. Uh, Ryan goes nowhere without the Gold Boys CBD lip balm. He says that it's and like does great things for his lips. I think what does he say? he says it? It doesn't just treat the symptoms. It actually fixes the problems. And I don't know what's wrong with his lips. Obviously, like that's not a thing we talk about. I know that I actually have incredible lip health in terms of like. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people struggle coming from somewhere with lower elevation to Colorado where things are like so dry. I'm not sure if that's an elevation thing. Um, but but no, I've just been fine. Like my lips are fine. I don't take care of them. I have a very long uh, skincare routine. I guess some of those products might wind up on my lips and maybe that's just enough. But here's what I can say. I'm sure everything they do is very good. But the lip balm in particular is something that I have heard RK uh, talk about. So if 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 you are somebody who's more like RK in that you have bad lips, instead of somebody like me who has incredible lip health, um, definitely check out the Gold Boy CBD lip balms. 
I'm going to keep it moving, though. So that we're talking about... I'm just going to start the sentence over. They have delicious CBD drinks, lip balms, bath scrubs, vape pens, gummies, you name it. Uh, They also carry their own Denver-made line of CBD products. Love that. As well as Quanta Muscle Rub, uh, Rehab X, and many more. Wow. Confused. Uh, Visit them starting November 29th for their grand opening from 4 to 8 p.m. with amazing Black Friday deals, good music, and delicious food. Okay, November 29th. Um, oh, I'm not going to be here. Uh, or check them out online today and have products shipped straight to your door. The inside of this smoker boutique is something you have to see for yourself. It was designed to inspire, motivate, and lighten people, and it does just that. We're talking huge murals of Nelson Mandela, Oprah, Martin Luther King Jr., and so many more with quotes and inspirational sayings all across the walls. It's truly one of a kind, and you've got to check it out for yourself. If you can't make it out on fr- on Black Friday, remember to shop for their products online at goldboys303.com. That's goldboys303.com. You'll receive 30% off site-wide on Black Friday. And if you're buying in bulk, call for your discount at 720-372-9843, and they'll take care of you. Gold Boys, where everything is gold. Okay, yeah, so I'm super down for all of this. I'm definitely going to get that lip balm just so I can, you know, use it whenever Ryan does and, like, mimic him. Just, like, <laughs> it's weird. I've also, like, Ryan's girlfriend also vouched for the fact that he just does not leave the house without it. Um, it's, it's a weird thing that I know about RK. He loves Gold Boy's lip balm. So, um, yeah, maybe we should all just get matching lip balms. Maybe I should do, like, a giveaway. I don't know. I just think it'd be hilarious if whenever he pulls out his lip balm and like puts it on his lips, if I did the same thing, maybe that's like childish. I, I, I don't know. Ryan and I had like a moment last night where, uh, this is, I've just been talking about Ryan a lot on this pod recently. He needs to come back on here. Um, but, uh, last night I was doing this fun thing where I was like tapping people on one shoulder while I was standing on the other side of them. It's kind of like one of my things that I do. And I was just getting people over and over and over. Like, I think, I think I got Ryan. I definitely got Kale, the intern. I got, uh, I got Brendan a couple times. I got Harrison Wind a couple times. A- Adam Mars, uh, he actually is incredible at like, like I-, I still get him. Like I tap him really hard on the shoulder really fast. Instinctively, everybody will just turn and look. But then he'll turn around and be like, oh, good one. Try to give me a high five. Three separate times, he like went to give me a high five after, and I tried to high five him, he just pulled away, and he got me right back. And it was so embarrassing because I should have been ready for that. The point is, um, Ryan said, why do you want people to think you're even younger than you are? I think is what he said. And I was like, huh, I don't know. I don't really get it. Um not going to let that change me, though. I want to get the lip balm. Every time he pulls that lip balm out, I'm just going to do the same thing and balm my lips up, make fun of his lips that need balm. Okay. Love gold, boys. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this read going forward. Um, Want to talk about sports again? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see what your comments are. Uh, we're going to start with the comments on yesterday's podcast on the website at bdnvr.com. You can comment on any show. I'll read your comment. If it's a question, then... I'll answer the question. Uh, if it's a question about, it, you, it can be any sort of question. Sometimes the most fun questions are not sports related. Yesterday's podcast was a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed that too. 
I feel like we utilized that bonus podcast as best we possibly could have. Um, let's see. Are we talking about sports today? Uh, yes, we are. Silver buff. Dayton is the toughest outside of Kansas. We are talking about the toughest matchups for Buffs basketball before the conference schedule begins. And uh, I think I said Iona was up there. Northern Iowa also scares me. He says Dayton, it'll be an away game basically because Chicago is where Dayton grads get their first job. Didn't know that. Kind of makes sense geographically. Um, it's not like you're going to Cleveland expecting a career. Uh, I like it. I like that take. Dayton is a very good basketball team. Uh, see you at Folsom says, whoa, RK must be so proud of how far off the rails you have taken his legacy podcast. Uh, update. He responded to this and said, yes, he is proud. So uh, I think that's the go ahead from the boss to keep making these podcasts weird. Love that. Um, he also says, oh, he gave a recap in case you guys haven't listened. You should probably go back and listen. That was me saying, not him. Uh, he said, recap one, you are comparing getting a fern plant to the responsibility of having a girlfriend. Might be my favorite thing you've ever said. It's right up there with my favorite things I've ever said. Uh, number two, I'm not even sure what to think about your morbid view of tall people dying before you and how that always pops into your head when seeing a tall person. You would not believe today how many times I thought that. Like, you, you get out there and you see them and it's like, huh, you are all likely dying before... Okay. Uh, number three, you want to steer into saying bagel incorrectly, but we're sure to point out that you try not to use words like brekkie which is a very odd line to draw. Nice humble break on talking to the girl or taking a girl to breakfast, by the way. Yes, uh, I agree. Very good humble brag. Um, also, will not be saying Brecky. I'm not a child. Uh, she also, she said something else. Uh, oh, oh, chicky fries. You know, chicken fries and Burger King. We we're going to go there at one point this spring. And yeah, chicky. Ugh. Come on. Um, <laughs> I wonder if she's listening. Uh, please note, this was all in one show, and I didn't even bring up Tinder or head coach Mel Tucker's thoughts on camels. <sighs> I'd love to get those thoughts. Also, uh, before we get out of here, there is one more really important question to get to, and I think there might even be another question, but I can't totally remember. Um, oh, Cole Cook uh, asked. This is These are the questions from when I said, like, reply to this tweet. We'll answer the questions on the podcast that was yesterday's show, but some people put in questions after I had recorded. I think there are two, and these are those two. First, Cole Cook, would you do a Hank Hangout around a Buffs b-ball game? Okay, first of all, Hank Hangout, I'm going to copy that. That's going to be a thing. Uh, second, yes, sure. Um, when I go to the basketball games, I'm not there, like I'm not writing a recap. I'm just there to like see it so I can talk about it on the podcast so I have like an idea to write about. I'll do like the interviews after, but I don't necessarily need to be like sitting in the media section like typing away, you know. So I'm definitely down to hang out at any of these basketball games. Uh, we should definitely do that. Uh, third, uh, Cole actually lives in Texas. Uh, not to out him for uh, sucking Texas. Come on, um, but. Uh, I don't know if you're coming up for Buffs basketball game or if we should just like. Maybe we could just like FaceTime you in. We could do like a periscope of all of us having fun for the people who can't have fun with us. But we should definitely go to a basketball game and hang out. I am always down for that. The other question, the one that I am really disappointed came in after the buzzer because this is one that honestly we could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole week in the offseason on this. Um, comes in from Ryan Konigsberg who says, 
if you could have another animal replace Ralphie for one game, what would it be? This is a really tough question. Um, just to make sure we're on the same page, like, what animal would you like to see lead the Colorado Buffaloes onto the field? Like, they have to, like, put the harness on it. They have to throw the ropes on, like, run this thing around the entire field. And there are a bunch of different ways you could take it. And I think that that's what's most fun about it. Um, a lot of people saying a rhinoceros, which I think is a great take. I mean, that's the buffalo of Africa, uh, famously. Um, you know, I guess there are water buffaloes, aren't there? What? Okay, here's a hot take for you. Rhinoceroses are more like buffaloes. I've been told I really cannot call buffaloes bison here, even though, I mean, like scientifically, that kind of what they are. Don't hate me. I'm just doing this for clarity's sake. I will go back to calling them buffaloes. But just for this one quick conversation, I'm going to call uh, bison bison and buffaloes buffaloes because water buffaloes are actually buffaloes and the buffaloes that we have here are actually bison. Um, but a rhinoceros, I think, and this might be a hot take, is more similar to a bison than a buffalo. Like a water buffalo is similar to a bison. I think that just the general attitude, I think the way in which they run in my mind is more similar. And I think that if you were to pick an African animal to throw out there to replace a buffalo but still try to keep it on brand, I think the rhinoceros would honestly be a better pick. Um, just makes sense for a lot of reasons because we've seen how the harness works. You wouldn't have to like change it. You wouldn't need a new harness. I guess it kind of goes over her nose. I'm not sure if the horn would get in the way of that. Um, honestly, don't know how big a rhinoceros is. Like, obviously, I see them all the time at the zoo, but I, you kind of need to see it in context. It's like what I was saying with the basketball players earlier, um, which is that, um, oh, no. I just got to <laughs> – so Justin Calhoun is a cornerback. He used to be a receiver for the University of Montana. Very good football player, and – Snoop Dogg coached him in high school. One of my friends in my fantasy football league is really excited because Snoop Dogg recorded a video talking about Justin Calhoun today, talking about why the Grizzlies are going to be so good. And uh, he sent a text to the group that said, I did not know that Snoop Dogg is Justin Calhoun's uncle. No, that's like the thing is that Snoop Dogg is everyone's uncle. He isn't actually by blood an uncle. Like he just calls everybody nephew, you know, like that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cringy. I'm not going to out him with his name, but I'm going to have to get on that. Also, smell, spelled Snoop Dogg with one G. Yikes. Also, capitalized uncle, very wrong. Uh, so that's that's one of the worst messages I've ever gotten, so I had to read it. <sighs> Coming from the guy who uh, ordered a 36-pack of condoms on my family's Amazon Prime account. I have a 13-year-old sister, 14-year-old sister. So, yeah. Okay, back to this discussion, though, the one that matters, the rhinoceros thing. Similar harness. You might have to cut a hole where the horn goes. I'm not sure if that makes the harness not usable. I'm not sure if that's, like, a very important point to the strength of the harness. I don't know these words. I keep thinking of, like, buildings. There's the load-bearing something i'm not sure if that's like the load bearing part of the harness um but yeah it just makes sense in the way that it would run i mean, obviously i think i don't know I, I it might be about as safe as a buffalo 
with the difference being that it's more likely to gore you. Like, the buffalo has the horns, but they're far apart and a little bit smaller. It's not like the one big horn that could just go right through you if you really made that thing mad. Um, again, the danger, though, might just add more. You know, if if you look at the NBA and you're like, look at these NBA basketball players from the 1950s. They're all these, like, long-legged, kind of gangly guys. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you throw LeBron back there, he's putting up 120 a game. That's just, like, the evolution of athletes. And I think that there should probably an, be an evolution in Ralphie handlers as well. Like, if you could run a buffalo in the 50s, can we not run a, a rhinoceros in the 2010s? I mean, it's almost 2020. Come on. Um, so there's a thought. I think that there is room for more danger to be thrown into the equation. I think that it would kind of be fun if Ralphie got loose. Not, like, often, but once every couple of years, like, Ralphie gets free and you're like, oh, no, somebody, I don't know. Uh, so, yes, rhinoceros, very high up on the lip. List, lip. I'm still thinking about Ryan's bad lips. Um, what else? Uh, giraffe. Giraffe is a good one uh, just because it's so tall. Not, I don't know, that just reminded me of like the tall bit, but like just because it'd be kind of fun to see that thing run around, you know? It, just very large. Um, again, I, I like the idea of danger. If, if you want to throw like a tiger out there, I'm a big tiger guy. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, again like LSU they have their tiger but they leave it in a cage like that poor thing um let it run let it run throw a harness on that throw some ropes on it get your bravest young men and women and just see what happens that's my vote um but again see this is all going in the same way where it's like dangerous like let's look at these crazy things whereas you get something like a snake uh I think somebody actually responded they had a lizard um, to Ryan Sweet, yes, and that's right. It's a it's a dragon. It's like one of those little lizard dragons. I don't know what the real names are. I know it's not like a real dragon. If if you hear dragon, your mind goes to like the medieval fire breathing, big scaly kind of maybe even slimy. I don't know, kind of dinosaur like things that's just massive. And then when somebody says like, no, not that kind of dragon, you think of like a Komodo dragon. You're like, why is that even a its name? It's not a dragon. And then there's this other kind of dragon, which is the least dragony of all. It's kind of a lizard, but uh, Justin Arfston is his name. Does he listen? Does he follow me? He does follow me. He might be listening. Um, he named it Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian, not Little. Uh, I feel like you could get away with it because it's a dragon, but if I were to say Little Wayne instead of Lil Wayne, I would be mocked, uh, and I feel like I need that kind of continuity. Lil Wayne doesn't deserve more respect than this dragon. Respect everybody. Um... Lil Sebastian, though, obviously, reference to the Parks and Rec TV show. Incredible name. Gets bonus points for that. But also, could you imagine putting a harness and, like, six ropes on a lizard and running that lizard around the entire field? Like, sure, it would take forever, but my goodness, would it be hilarious. You think it's funny putting Chip in a couple ropes? I did. I laughed out loud. I think I even tweeted that I thought that that was really funny. Um, a lizard, though. And I think that that might be the way to do it. Or, like, a cat... Cats famously do not like harnesses. You could throw a harness on a cat. You could just drag that thing around the field. Like, I don't want to make the animal uncomfortable, but it would be funny to do that. Um, what else? What else? Uh, 
I don't even know. I think that those are like kind of the extremes and the extremes are always the best options, whether it's something really big, really dangerous or something really little, which is just funny. A snake just to see what happened. You get that thing slithering around out there. I don't like snakes personally, but it'd be it'd be interesting, especially if you got like one of the cobras, one of the ones that like stands up and it like flares out its neck. I think you could intimidate some people. Maybe not. I don't know. Now that I think of it, buffalo is much, much more intimidating. Uh, I think that that's pretty much everything. Here's how we are going to end this, though. Um, again, subscribe. Become a member at DNVR. We really appreciate that. You can leave your questions. Great questions like this one that are a lot, a lot of fun. Ooh, an elephant. That was a good response. Elephant would be fun. Um, pack of wolves. Everybody just gets, like, you get two handlers to a wolf. And you just get a whole pack of wolves running through there. I don't know. I'm a big wolf guy. Uh, I like most animals now I think of it. Um, <laughs> Angry Andy said a sex panther. Great. Great. Love that, Angry Andy. Uh, so on brand, too. Again, though, become a member. Ask these awesome questions. We will get to all of these questions. And it'll be a lot of fun. Again, building a community. It's not just me talking. It's all of us working together to have fun together. Um you guys have some great ideas. So do that. Uh, definitely check out all of these different uh, places to... Uh, what was I thinking? I got a response on Twitter. I had Twitter open. I can't be doing this. Um, but yeah, definitely check out all the content. Do all that kind of stuff. Check out all of our sponsors, all of them. Um, one last note on this animal discussion, though. If the, if the question was, which animal do you not want to be leading the team out onto the field? Answer's easy. Giving you a second to think of it. Giving you one more second. Okay, hopefully we've all arrived at the same conclusion, and that is that the worst animal that you could possibly try to bring out onto a football field before a football game is a sheep. Come on. I think they like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it play See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey. Hey. you on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Hey. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it in it.
kill. He gon' feel that tomorrow. Whole team full of warriors. Got me feeling tribal. Big 12, here we come. We ain't worried about arrival. If you want it, come and get it. We'll wait for your arrival. When you hit this frozen field, man, it's all about survival. Why you make it, why you make it, yeah, you better bring your Bible. Quick back, blind side, flat line, no revival. Get them bucks, get them bucks, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them.